You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to the David Conley Show. And here's your host, David Conley. Hello, my little beauties. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's David Connolly here saying hello and welcome to another fun-packed show coming at you from dcradionetwork.com. It's going to be one of those web development themes today again. And today I'm going to be answering your web development questions. Now, on the homepage at DC Radio Network, I added in a thing just the other day that says, what web technologies do you want to learn? Now, folks, this was in preparation for the Insider Club thing, you know. And uh, quite frankly, in preparation, hopefully, for this show going full time. I would like to do this full time, even though it would be a drop in income for me. And uh, I'm kind of planning, or at least I'm trying to plan what would I do if I suddenly found myself with lots of spare time, you know? So I added this thing, what web technologies do you want to learn? And my plan has been to do some screencasts and whatnot. But I can see that a few folks have actually uh, submitted questions and suggestions and all that stuff. So I'm just going to go through those questions right now. I'm going to answer them. And in case you're wondering, it's from the homepage of dcradionetwork.com. You can go there as well and you can submit a question. It will go straight onto the homepage. And uh, that's going to be just fantastic, Ola. So let me get started straight away. We have Gino here from the Netherlands. And he writes, Hey David, I'd really like how to learn how to make a CMS with HMVC and CodeIgniter. The first six tutorials were eye-opening for me and I really like to open my eyes even further and getting comfortable with the HMVC stuff. P.S. It's a pleasure to listen to your shows and watch your tutorials. Uh, and that's from Gino in the Netherlands. Can you believe it? The Netherlands? Gee, who would have thought? Well, Gino, your prayers have been answered. I have a series on YouTube just now on how to build a CMS with CodeIgniter using HMVC. I think I've made about five or six of those videos just now, but once the Insider Club site gets launched, I'll have a little bit more time on my hands and I'm going to go back and finish that series. So I'm about halfway through it. It's on YouTube. Uh, very soon I shall go back and finish that series. So I would check that out and you'll probably find it by going to YouTube and maybe trying a search for uh, build a CMS with CodeIgniter or something like that, you know. Um, okay, so let's move onwards and upwards. We have another message here from Barry in England. And Barry says, I would like to learn how how to insert optimizing tweaks, etc., that you've previously discussed on your radio show. Also, I can't wait for your future methods and tips on generating, generating automated income. I'm still working on collecting data ideas for a new site. Hopefully, it will be ready before September. Well, thank you very much indeed, Barry. Um, okay, so the Optimizing Tweaks was a, a show that was put out, I think, probably 
well, gee, it, it might have even been last year. I was talking about SEO. I think it was about six months ago. Not entirely sure. And I was talking about a very simple trick called the elephant trick, okay? <laughs> and there's reasons why it's called the elephant trick because the first people who I saw doing this thing happened to be the insurance company, elephant.co.uk. They tried this very simple technique with their uh, code and what have you, and they had sky high rankings for the phrase car insurance. Now, car insurance is a very prestigious phrase, okay? And when they were doing this, they were top. They stopped doing this thing mysteriously and now they're not top. However, however, I have gone in and I've back-engineered the old source code. I've figured out the little thing they were doing and I've had some spectacular results. Now, I'm looking forward to giving you this stuff when the Insider Club website comes along. There's going to be some super cool stuff. But in the meantime, let me just say, uh, I'll, uh, gee, I can't go into it just now, Barry, but let me give you a little clue, okay? You know how when you have a logo on a website and it's maybe on the top left-hand side of the site, right? Now, most people call the logo, logo, okay? Like, you know, logo dot. Uh, JPEG or something, or logo.gif or whatever, right? Or GIF or ping, you know. Um, actually, the name of the images appears to count for a lot. So if you're trying to get to the top of Google for car insurance, why not call the logo car insurance? Why not have alt tags which say car insurance when you hover over it? Why not have uh, the thing inside a div called car insurance? Why not have invisible text that says car insurance, blah, 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 blah. And that's the essence of the elephant trick. But I'll go into more detail uh, later on when the Insider Club gets up and running. But believe me, Barry, this is awesome. In my opinion, it's the single most powerful structural thing that you can do for any website. The elephant trick. It's going to be awesome. Okay, let's move on. We've got Panos from Greece here. From Greece, can you believe it, folks? It's like a United Nations convention. He writes, Hi, David. I would like to learn how to add live video streaming in a website. Also, I really want you to finish the system on how to build a CMS with CodeIgniter. May the force be with you. Well, thank you very much indeed, Panos. Listen, great question, and that's a fantastic thing to ask for. You know the funny thing? I'm actually launching two video streaming websites over the next couple of weeks, and uh, it's something that took a long time to figure out hardly anyone's talking about this. I couldn't find any books. I couldn't find any tutorials. It's really, really difficult uh, trying to get good information on this stuff. Luckily for you folks, don't worry, you have me here. So I'll be delighted to show you that stuff. Absolutely delighted. Um, again, once the insider club comes out, I'm sure I'll be able to package something together and do a full series on video streaming. In the meantime, let me give you a sneak uh, preview of how this is actually going to work, okay? Now, basically, the way it works is, you know, 
a few years ago, right? I don't know, X years ago, <laughs> there was a time when you just couldn't stream video on the web, you know? And then one time out of the blue, this guy called Tony Robbins appeared. You've probably heard of Tony Robbins, right? The self-help guy, Tony Robbins, okay? <laughs> and he appeared on the scene with this new website and he had these videos streaming from his site. And I remember that a few of us from the community were like, how on earth does he do that? Because, you know, there were other streaming sites, but he was getting many tens of thousands of people going to his site, going to events and whatnot, and he was streaming, and he was streaming really well. So he was one of the first guys to kind of figure this out, okay? And I can remember going to his website, and I right-clicked, and I viewed the source code, and sure enough, it turns out he was streaming his video from Amazon, you know, from AWS, you could see it all over the source code, okay? So when you look at the heavyweights, the people who are reaching out to very large audiences and all that stuff, most of the time they are streaming from Amazon. Now, we, like you and I, we probably think of Amazon as being just this bookshop, you know, you get Kindles and all that. But you see, as far as I can tell, Amazon actually invested, you know, gazillions of money into all of this IT equipment. You know, networks and all of that, and fancy super duper servers, okay? And the thing is, they invested so much that there came a point a few years back where they said, actually, we've got all this IT stuff here. I wonder... Is there any way we could put this to some good use? So now Amazon actually rent out uh, server space, you know, and they, they rent it out. It's extremely inexpensive. I'm actually using Amazon for the DC radio network. Um, you know, that's pretty much how the heavyweights do this. There are other services available. I wish those other services luck, quite frankly, I would like to see Amazon getting toppled because, you know, I have my reasons. But nevertheless, at the moment, Amazon appeared to be the best and that's the vibe. I'll go into this in great detail uh, in the future in the Insider Club. Thank you very much indeed. Here comes one from Martin in Scotland. Now, Martin actually has his own podcast. So if you really like web development podcasts, it might be worth checking out his site. It's at uh, martinmasson.com. That's M-A-R-T-Y-N. That's the exotic spelling of Martin, folks. We are not messing around here. And Masson is M-A-S-S-O-N. And it's funny, as I read that name out, I just remember that I need to do some work for a guy called Paul Mason. I just looked, the name's kind of similar. Gee, I'm going to have to send him an email. Anyway, okay, he writes, let's see what he writes actually. He writes, hey David, I'd like to get my head around Codeigniter, but after learning the very basics of PHP, I struggle with objects classes and the whole MVC idea of things. If you were able to help in any shape or form, 
I would be very grateful. Regards, Martin. Well, Martin, I can help. The good news is, don't worry if you feel confused about MVC and objects and classes and all that stuff. Do you want to know a secret? Actually, most of the web development community cannot agree on how MVC works. Can you believe it? I mean, they just cannot agree on the, the basics of MVC. Even when I have a conversation with Derek and we grab a coffee or something, we're constantly like debating MVC, you know? It's like, we have all these things, so I'm not gonna go into this, but I actually, for example, like to use the M for referencing the database, and that's pretty much it. Derek, on the other hand, he would use the M for referencing the database and doing cal calculations uh, and doing other stuff. So the point is, you know, web developers cannot agree on this stuff. And if you're feeling confused about it, it's probably not as, you know, heavy a thing as you may think. But let me give you the vibe with objects and classes because that's uh, pretty straightforward, okay? You know, um, most people, when they try to describe objects and classes, they normally give examples of cars, you know, or um, animals and all sorts of crazy things. I've actually given this some thought, and I think the best way to explain it is just to talk about web development, you know. So I apologise for not having an exotic example here, Martin, but... Um, this is probably the best example that I can come up with, okay? Uh, imagine that you were building an online shop, okay? You can handle that. You've probably built a few yourself. Now, this online shop may have a variety of different features. For example, there's going to be, let's say, an items feature. Let's imagine that this displays items and things like that, okay? So you can add items to the database. Maybe you can add item, you know, different colors, different sizes, blah, blah, okay? But let's be very crude and just say it does some stuff to do with items, okay? Now, the shopping cart might also have a section that's to do with the actual shopping cart itself. So maybe there's some code there and it gets used for adding items to the cart, taking items off the cart, you know, calculating the total price and all that stuff. There may be another section on the shopping cart that deals with perhaps a content management system. Maybe there's like, you know, an about us page another page that says refund policy. And maybe these pages are basically just a normal content management system, okay? Now, finally, there may be a section on the online shopping cart that deals with, let's say, PayPal, okay? So imagine if you like to link your online shop in with PayPal, maybe you have a bunch of code for handling that stuff. Maybe that code draws a pay now button. Maybe it draws or displays a form for 
sending the stuff to PayPal. Maybe you even have some code there that listens to PayPal and gets feedback for when orders have gone through and all of that stuff, okay? So check this out. We've basically got an online shopping cart here and it does a variety of different things and they can all be clustered together. Now, we could go on and on. We could talk about discounts or promo codes, you know. We could talk about all sorts of things, maybe item families. We could go on and on. The point is, does it or does it not make sense to take each of those categories one by one and basically nail them, you know, have them grouped together and nail the categories. So check this out. Let's imagine you have a section for the actual shopping cart, okay? So this is the section for adding items and deleting items, calculating the grand total and all that stuff, okay? Uh, and actually displaying the cart as well, you know, a nice table, items, prices and all of that, okay? Now, what you can do, you can actually make a file and you can have that one PHP file handling all the shopping cart stuff. So you can actually have a bunch of PHP functions there. Now those functions might be quite simple, like, you know, um, calculate the cost of an item or something or calculate the cost of a shopping cart, add to cart, subtract, from cart, you know. Um, these functions might only be about five or six lines long. They're very simple, but they're all relating to the actual, let's call this shopping cart, okay? And I don't mean the generic cart. I mean, they're all to do with literally the cart, shopping cart part of this application, right? So why not have those functions all grouped together? Why not have them all grouped together and inside this fancy thing, which we shall call a class, okay? That's basically the vibe, you know? So you would uh, create a class. Let's say you call it shopping cart. You have all your shopping cart stuff in there and it's contained within the class. Now, a class, um, you know, I, obviously I don't want to go into code here on the, the show, it's a bit ridiculous. But essentially, um, a class is just a little bit of PHP code that contains a big bunch of functions. Basically, that's it, okay? And it contains them within some curly brackets, all right? So the idea is, whenever you hear someone talking about a class, Martin, right? I want you to replace the word class in your mind's eye with bunch of related functions. That's all a class is, a bunch of related PHP functions that are somehow related. Now, we can do classes for shopping carts, classes for the items, classes for the, you know, the tax, classes for discount systems, you name it, and we are bunching all of those functions together. Now, you may be wondering, well, what's the point what is the payoff for this? I mean, it sounds kind of cool, but why actually bother? Here's the answer. You see, 
as you drift around this shop, there may be different places where you have a need to, for example, display the cart total. You might display the total when people click shopping basket and they go to that page. On the other hand, you might display the cart's total if they, I don't know, maybe you'll have a thing on the top of the screen that just says, you know, top right hand side, your cart's total is blankety blank. So the thing is, whenever you want to do the same thing, potentially, you know, over and over again, with classes, with objects and all of that stuff, you don't have to write the code out again and again. You just load up the class, okay? And when you load up the class, you contain it within a thing called an object. Don't worry about that. It's basically just a kind of special variable that contains all of the information in the class. And check this out, Martin. If you want to do a calculation, if you want to do something that's contained within that class, can you believe it? Within just one line of code, very quickly, very easily, you can call those functions. So that's all it is, you know. That's pretty much all there is to it, you know. Um, okay, so that's uh, that. I hope that helps. And again, I'm sure we'll cover that uh, when we have time on the Insider Club. Let's move onwards and upwards. I have one here from Ralph in Luxembourg. And he says, Hi, I would like to learn about a good way to organise modules for admin interfaces. Like, for example, you have a product module, a blog module, and a user module where you handle login, profiles, edits, etc. And uh, you'd like an admin interface to handle all these different modules in one place. So my question is, do you implement admin related behaviors into each module and then link everything together? Or do you create a big admin module where you include product blogs, etc.? Um, or do you add those admin features to the user module, maybe? <laughs> oh, gee, okay. Man, I'm getting quite confused myself, Ralph. Um, okay. Here is the vibe, okay? It's really simple. Listen, when you're deciding, you know, what shall I call my modules? How should I structure the website? And how do the pieces of the jigsaw fit together, okay? In my opinion, Ralph, this is possibly the single most important thing that you will decide as a web developer. I mean, website structure is just so important and hardly anyone gets this right, okay? Now, my advice is that when you're making decisions like this, you let the database tell you what the module should be. And I've spoken about this on YouTube by saying, you know, the golden rule, one table, one module. So in other words, if you have a table called blog, right? So let's imagine you have a MySQL table called blog. Well, guess what? That means you would have a module called blog. If you have a 
MySQL table called product, then you would have a module called product or products, plural, let's say, okay? Some developers like to use the plural. It's no big deal, don't worry about it. If you have a table called users, then you have a module called users. So the, the, the general rule is one table, one module, okay? One table, one module, really, really simple. Now the modules should not care what template gets called. Actually, I would have a template module for handling all the templates. So I wouldn't worry about that too much, but the general rule is one table, one module. Now, I'll give you um, a wee bit of an exception here, just to make life interesting, okay? There is one scenario where one table, one module, maybe isn't quite the best option, and I'll explain what that is, okay? Let's imagine that you are building a membership website, okay? So some membership website, I don't know, something like the Insider Club, okay? Because that's kind of a membership website. Now, if you're doing a membership website, it's entirely possible that the, let's say let's say you've got a table called club members, okay? Or maybe just members, right? And this contains all of the members of the club, all right? So you've maybe got columns like ID, first name, last name, email address, you know, uh, things like that, okay? Now, check this out. On the admin panel, it's entirely possible that you could have fields like cancellation date, you know, um, user level, user status, you know, activated, not activated. And you could have all of these fields which are essentially unique to the admin panel. But you know what? When an actual club member logs in, the last thing you want is for them to have forms that say cancellation date, user level, you know, uh, <laughs> tick here, is the user blacklisted? I mean, clearly you don't want the average member, club member, to have access to all of those features, right? Now, when you think about it, most modules have got like a submit function and they have a forum and they have update. They maybe have a function called or a method called uh, get data, get posted data or something like that that gets the posted variables. But you see, the challenge is that for the admin panel, all of those forms, all of those posted variable things, all of those functions are kind of different from how they might be for the actual member of the public, you know. So in that scenario, I think that it actually pays off to, in that type of scenario, actually deviate from one uh, table, one module. So in that situation, I would have one table, right? So let's say we have a table called members, 
So I would have a module called members and I would probably have the admin panel dealing with, with that module. So it would have all the forms and all of the stuff that the admin panel might want, okay? But check this out. For the members of the public, I would have another module called members underscore public. And that would have all of the forms, uh, all of the stuff that the general public would be accessing. They don't need to enter the expiry date and all of that stuff, you know, they don't need to know about that. So I would actually have their stuff in a separate module, uh, module called members underscore public. However, remember that when you're doing updates and all of that, you always have the module that has the same name as the table taking care of all the updates. In other words, the members underscore public module need not have a, a model folder at all. All of that stuff would get handled by the members module. Gee, folks, I hope I haven't bored you all to death here. Let me move on. Uh, I think I've got time for maybe a few more. Here we go. So we have um, Ivars from Latvia. You know, there seems to be some really good developers from that neck of the woods. How are you doing? And thank you for being here. He says that he'd like to learn PHP, Codeigniter, HMVC, HTML5, CSS3, MySQL, JavaScript, jQuery, Ajax, XML, and other stuff related to crafting web apps. Well, gee, that's a long list of stuff. You've actually picked some pretty cool technologies and I hope that we can cover some of that in the Insider Club. The only thing I would say though is don't feel, you know, don't become one of those web developers who tries to learn everything, okay? You don't need to learn XML. You don't need to learn half, you don't even need to learn Ajax. If you actually use a framework like Codeigniter or any of the major frameworks, you won't need to learn that stuff. The framework can take care of that. My advice to you, my friend, is instead of choosing big long lists of, you know, technologies, just focus on a few things and become really, really good at them. And believe me, people will be practically throwing money at you. You'll have to fight them off, man. They're just going to be throwing money at you, you know? Um, anyway, let's move on. Alexis here from England says, um, David, I really appreciate what you are doing. have seen most of your tutorials, videos, and podcasts. Can't wait for the next one. I would say 80 to 90% of the people following you got to you by searching about Codeigniter. This is how I found you. So I would say finishing the CMS using Codeigniter, uh, which is and will be a very successful series that will keep bringing followers and unique visitors, is a first must. Adding a shopping cart, online products, selling, online payment, blah, 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 would be great and covers 90% of possible usage tricks and reusable codes, etc. I am curious how many persons agree with me. Thank you, David. I have to buy you a latte or a pint sometimes. Well, that just sounds fantastic, Ola. Um, you know, that... You, you really have nailed something there, Alexis. You are absolutely right. 
of all the applications out there, you know, forums, blogs, and all of that stuff. Online shops are actually the, you know, that's the granddaddy of applications because if you can build an online shop from scratch, I mean, literally just build the whole thing from scratch, in my opinion, that's you fully graduated, welcome to the land of the living. Because when you think about it, to build a shopping cart, you pretty much need to use the whole framework, you know. I mean, you've got sometimes sessions and cookies, security stuff, linking up with other payment gateways. Uh, you have a content management system, image uploads. You've got mathematical calculations. It's all happening. So uh, I agree that online shops are the thing to do, you know. There's, there's no better way of you know, nailing some framework or something than to say, right, I'm going to do an online shop, you know. The trouble is it does take ages uh, to do shops from scratch. I've built quite a lot of shops, uh, pretty much all of them from, from scratch, and it takes a long time. Um, I actually had a shop that I sold for £50,000 a while ago and sometimes you hear me bragging about that on this show. Uh, actually, do you remember the Olympic Games, the, the London Olympics? It was the company who supplied all of the volunteers uniforms and all that, okay? And I believe they do uniforms for the police and the SES and all of that, okay? Uh, I was the guy who done their site. It was a £50,000 site. But you see, it wasn't as glorious as it sounds because it took ages and ages and ages. So that's kind of one of the challenges. Um, in any event, I shall finish the CMS thing on Codeigniter. I'm looking forward to it and thank you very much. I'm glad you're enjoying the series. Okay, uh, now we have Oliver from Germany and he says a cool Codeigniter CMS and then in brackets one of them is changing to Laravel, I think, with your modular structure. Uh, I haven't read that properly. One of them is, th is changing to Laravel, I think, close brackets, with your modular structure. So a cool Codeigniter CMS with your modular structure. Okay, I'm not entirely sure if I understand the Laravel reference, but I appreciate the vibe. Uh, I'll be delighted to cover and finish the Codeigniter CMS. I'm really looking forward to that. And it's funny that you mention Laravel. I was actually looking at Laravel last night and I might do a series on Laravel in the future. I'm going to tell you folks something, okay? I am so tired of people making these things sound difficult. Now, I'm not saying I'm the best developer in the universe. Gee, there's a million things that those guys talk about and I don't have a clue, right? But I am sure that I can probably figure this out to an extent and I would love to figure out Laravel and give you guys some free tutorials on Laravel. So look out for that. Okay, so I have answered the questions. Thank you very much indeed. Can you believe it? The time has just flown by. Thank you very much indeed for being here, folks. And me, and I don't know what I'm saying here. Sometimes I break into a hardcore Glaswegian accent. Have you noticed that? 
this is actually not my real voice at all, you know. Anyway, thank you for being here. Stay safe and may the force be with us all. Bye.